Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Tuesday, April 25th. Todd, how are you feeling this morning? Well, I woke up very, very good mood. I, I Last night was very good for me. I bet the Devils. I bet the Leafs. I have Devils series price. I have Leafs series price. Always right in the world. Then I found out Dinger Tuesday is canceled this week. I already did my <laughs> research. I had 13 of my 15 home run guys ready to rumble. And now I'm just down bad. Now I just have all these homer bets. Do I have to do them straight? Sickening. Dinger Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. So that was what that was what you were upset about this morning. I I thought like something was was wrong because how good last night was for you. Todd sends in a message. Oh, I'm down bad. I got to talk about it on the show, and he brings and it's Dinger Tuesday. I was specifically looking forward to Dinger Tuesday. I was up in the night, like four a.m. on my phone researching researching Dingers. Look at these guys though. Look at how happy these guys are. This is the happiest show maybe in the history of the internet right now. Like, look at us. You know. Who would have thought this? Who knew? Who would have and, thought? And I think I'm also happy because I believe we're leading the who gets the least amount of sleep pool. Oh, we are dominating. We are. Another, yeah. another yes. nice another, another good one. Yeah, yeah I thought our yeah. I thought our average was going to get knocked down a little bit. And then uh, then crack and abs go to overtime last night. And I'm like, okay, we're, you know, it's going to be knocked down, but not as bad as it could have been. Should have so went to double OT. <laughs> Yes, yeah, we have I'm, the two latest driving. days on this show, by the way. Yeah. Like yeah. both days the latest. We have the two oh five and then the one twenty. The next closest is the uh is the Friday show who had the one one AM. But we do we do have to put a little asterisk on the one because uh the Thursday show last week started at nine AM, so they were bumped up an hour Fraudulent. and a half. But Fraudulent. Uh, that'll be books, taken into the books the are getting cooked, people. The books are getting cooked. <laughs> I like it. All right, Todd. This is why don't you take us through a little bit situation. here? Just what went on with the Devils for them to be able to turn this thing around like the way that they have? You saw Rangers roll into New Jersey, take two from them there. Started to feel a little bit dire. Seeing videos out there of uh, certain Devils fans, maybe by the name of Tank, screaming that the Devils are never going to win another game again. And yet here they are. They roll into MSG and take two from the Rangers there in home ice in New York. What happened? How did this team find a way to turn it around like this? Well, there was two big things that were problematic in the first two games. One is Vitek Vanisek couldn't make a save. Uh, the Rangers only had 14 high-danger chances to two games, seven a game, which is not good at all. And they scored on seven of them, which is absolutely ludicrous. Like uh, Any good goalie gets like an 820 save percentage against high-danger shots, and Vanisek saved literally half of them, so that was very bad. And then also the power play. The Devils were dressing Miles Wood, Brennan Smith, a bunch of their guys who take penalties all the time, and they couldn't get a save on the penalty kill or defend. So they were kind of feeding into the Rangers' best assets. And then in uh, New York, they scratched their penalty-prone players. They made a goaltending change, and they're basically just doing the same thing. Like Even though they lost 5-1 game 1-2, their 5-on-5 numbers were still like pretty good, honestly. Yeah. And then um, they just kept doing that, made the changes they needed to. And now they're tied 2-2, and they have the highest expected goals for percentage out of any playoff team at 5-5. Matt, had you uh, declared them dead like everyone else did at that point after it was 2 nothing? <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times when you come on here and listen, maybe we talk enough about, uh, you know, the big underdog plays on Tuesday nights that often hit. Maybe we don't, you know? It's tough to say, Zach. Right? I like how you threw that but, in there. That uh, often hit. <laughs> 
No, I, I say that to, to say that I absolutely botched this series in, in a lot of ways. So number one, I literally wrote about how I had dropped the home ice advantage for both of these teams more than I had in any other series because both of them were better road teams this season than they are at home, right? And by the way, there's also basically no travel in this series. So I do all that. And then do I bet the road team in every single game? No. Do I bet the road team in any game? <laughs> no, I didn't. I bet the Devils in the first two games because oh, beyond the fact that obviously I had, you know, there was a limited road um, home ice advantage or, or home road split. I bet the Devils because uh, Devils are the better team, in my opinion, right? And if they could just get, you know, reasonable goaltending, they should win this series relatively comfortably. Well, they don't get reasonable goaltending, as Todd alluded to, or flat out said, and I lose those first two bets. But they also, you know, again, like while the metrics sort of looked okay, it's also hard to kind of determine, like, are they just not, you know, is that imperceptible thing just not there for them come the playoff time, right? The experience factor, right? And you you look and you got, obviously, the Rangers have all this playoff experience, obviously the better goaltending. And it sort of looked like the idea of, like, there wasn't really that much of a path to kind of come back. Now, it turns out, obviously, the path is in the form of Akira Schmid, which I'll sort of say to you on, uh, it was like mid-February, uh, I took my nephew to a Marlies game, and the Marlies were playing the Utica Comets that day. And we were right behind the net, right behind the Utica Comets net, and Akira Schmid was getting, he was in the warm-up. Didn't even play in that game. Did not even start for the Utica Comets that day. And is now all of a sudden saving the day for the Devils. So I don't really, I'm not going to beat myself too much for not backing the Devils. I didn't bet the games three or four at all. So it's not like I'm 0 for 4 on this series. But easily could have sort of theoretically been 4-0 and on this series. And yeah, so I did. I'm sorry, Todd. I apologize to you. I did quasi give up on the Devils. Obviously, I have series prices, as Todd mentioned. I have minus one and a half as well that somehow has life. I'm hoping that still somehow comes through so I can salvage, you know, maybe a small profit on a series that I probably should have absolutely crushed from start to finish. But you know what? You live and you learn. All right, Matt, I got to ask you about the Kraken Avalanche 2-2. Now that series is Seattle wins in overtime last night. What is going on in Seattle for them to be able to find a way back into the claw, claw into this one and kind of just hang around with the Avalanche? Is this a matter of hanging around? Is this them actually just going toe-to-toe with the Avalanche? Do they still have a... Obviously, at 2-2, you're going to say, yeah, they do have a chance. So that's what the series is. But just in terms of the way that this team is constructed versus what we've seen out of the Avalanche in the past couple of seasons, like, is this is this something where they've got a shot to beat the Avs here? You know, I think they do. The problem is, or, or the issue is, that the whole issue coming into this series was, okay, well, the Avalanche, from a metric standpoint, aren't all that much better than the Kraken. But they have, speaking of experience, right? They have the experience. They have the concept of the flip switch. They also have a handful of guys that when they do stuff, it's like really, really fun and really, really impressive, right? Like Nathan McKinnon's speed, Kale McCarr's agility, Mikko Rantanen's release. There is nobody on the Kraken that is going to get you excited about really anything. But then they play a game last night and it's like 3.6 to 1.4 in the expected goals at even strength. And you're like, yeah, at any given game or any given period, this Kraken team can like really put the abs on their on their heels and so, nice, <laughs> love it. Um, so, you know, can they? Yeah, they're all orders. But, but, uh, but I, 
the problem is like the avalanche could easily just have that game. And the, and the fact that the abs are kind of, you know, flipping the switch on and on in mid series is the type of thing that a Stanley cup champion or a team that thinks they are that much better than their opponent opponent will do. And that's the type of thing you would do in the regular season when you're not all that worried about, you know, a Tuesday night in February playing a game, you know, game against a team that, you know, again, you think you're, you know, that you're better than. So, you know, yeah, like at two, two, there's some very interesting odds out there as far as like, a, you know, anything over plus 200, really kind of interesting because I think the Kraken can win a road game here. But I, I, you know, it's like, it's honestly not that much has changed since the start of the series where we were like, I don't know what to make of this series. I think yeah. it's probably going to be more competitive than people think. I don't really want to bet on the Kraken at the odds provided and the Avalanche will probably find a way to kind of win a long series, but there's no kind of bet that, you know, suggests that we should, that we can take advantage of that. And that's kind of where we're at still right now. I think um, if Makar gets suspended, that definitely opens yeah. the door as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And also yeah, a, a little toddy props early edition here is if Makar does get suspended, Devin Tay's point is usually a plus money or close to it. I would definitely do that. And power play point if Makar gets suspended. All right, there you go. Look ahead for that for tomorrow. But do you how do you guys think he's gonna get suspended? And how many games? So many says. Oh, how many games? Things. Uh, how many games do you think Makar gets? Well, if he gets suspended, maybe one. But yeah, I was gonna yeah. say the how many concept sort of suggests that it's some that it's kind of a lock that he gets suspended. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. Like, I I hate the whole like how many games should this guy get or that guy get because we start getting into like different things about like how injured is the other player. And well, what George Perils just sits in his ice. room and spins a wheel anyway, so it's not like he has any idea what's going on. That right. guy's just disgracing the good name of Harvard being up in the Department of Player Safety there. So, I mean, no, well, but Harvard I, I, I don't know. Didn't, didn't see Harvard coming up today, but here we are. Well, it's just Peros, man. I don't, I don't, there's no reason for that guy to be in there. He has no idea what he's doing. But uh, I think he gets one if, if he gets any at all. Oh, I think it's yeah. one. Just and that's the extent of it. Um, all right, that is the the two games there, and most important, uh, wrapping up those. And then before we head into tonight's games, uh, last one I want to ask you guys about here: yes. uh, <laughs> Vegas, Winnipeg. Oh no, oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna ask about the Leafs game. No, I I did enough like yelling and screaming about that. I didn't want to just force feed it down your throats about the Leafs, but if you oh, want to talk about the no, Leafs, I'd love to talk about it. Yeah. Zach's had plenty of time to tell us what he thinks about the Leafs game. What <laughs> what does he care about our opinion, Todd? <laughs> no. Why, well, you know? where where are you guys, Todd? What's going on? Where are you at with the Leafs right now in this uh, unfathomable comeback that they mounted last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning, following up against a game that they had no business winning than than the game before that. Well, as soon as they scored to make it 4-2, I was like, they are going to win 100%. You can just like kind of feel it. This Tampa team is not what it used to be, and defensively, they have some issues. Even though they were controlling much of the game, they kind of just started reeling a bit, and you could kind of feel it. I think I think this team, Tampa team is dead, to be honest. That was their last hurrah, in my opinion, and I think the, I think the Leafs are just going to take care of business at home tomorrow. Uh, are, guys, are we in the trust tree? I feel like after I, I, I admitted the whole Devils Rangers fiasco, I feel like we're in the trust tree. Are we I in the trust tree? Oh, no. Tree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lightning minus one and a half. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I got to tell you, last night, uh, I missed it. I missed the comeback. Wow. I was watching every second of that game. Uh, if you guys haven't been 
you know, reading up on my stuff over at the score, I am deeply into the Leafs. Uh, series price minus one and a half, under five and a half games, all of that sort of thing. And it's four to one. And I forget who took a penalty sort of, you know, with maybe 12, 13 minutes left. And there was a penalty on the Leafs and they went to commercial. And of course, I have a second screen up that had Rangers Devils on it. I flipped that over because Jets and, and Golden Knights were starting. And I'm flipping just for the commercial break over to Heat and Bucks in the National Association. I don't want to talk about and that. I, I'm interested in that game because one of the all-time out-of-whack point spreads occurred in that game where the Bucks were somehow eight-point favorites on the road despite being nine-point favorites in game one back in Milwaukee. And so I had you know a decent-sized position on the Heat. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll check this out. The last few minutes of that game were electric. And, I, and of course, I'm not dying to flip back to probably watch the Lightning score a fifth goal on the power play. And the last, you know, Jimmy Butler's doing Jimmy Butler things and all of that sort of thing. And I'm flipping the other, the top screen from the, from the Jets to the gold, uh, from the Jets Golden Knights to the Kraken Avalanche. And then finally, after the Heat game, I flip back over to the Leafs and it's 4-4 all of a sudden. And I'm just like, what happened? This is fantastic. How long was I gone? Did I black out at some point? Like, how long was that back? You know, I felt like it was only like, six minutes where all that kind of happened. And I know it was sort of five minutes of hockey missed the whole thing. And obviously, you know, caught up on the goals and whatnot because I watched, you know, the intermission and, and of course the overtime and, and again, delighted that the Leafs won from a, you know, betting standpoint, you know, maybe not necessarily from an emotional standpoint, but in this case, there's enough money riding on it that I am, uh, I am, I am part of the Leafs nation for a couple of days here. Um, of course, that is until they lose game five, and I will have absolutely nothing good to say about uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs organization, past, present, or future if they lose game five. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, flat out missed it. Just totally like blackout situation on my part. Jimmy Butler got me. You win, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> he got me too. I had bucks minus five. I got so much CLV. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Down bad. Oh, boy. Down yeah. Bad. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but if people were watching on the Hammer HQ live stream with um, Moretto, myself, and Alex B. Smith, you would have been there for all of us. Uh, At 4-2, we all bet plus 16.50 Leafs comeback money line there. And then uh, me and Alex B. Uh, had also bet plus 200 Leafs to score the next goal, and then they scored that next goal, made it 4-3, to three. And then uh, basically the rest of the game was just watching me and Alex celebrate and uh, Moretto hate his life despite having an opportunity to cash a big ticket. So it was uh, it was pretty interesting rest of the game. But I have no explanation for what happened. This team played like garbage season. in game two. Like, That's what they happened. Played... <laughs> yeah, but it's just like this team is... They don't do that. That that doesn't happen in the playoffs. So they do that in the regular season, sure, every now and then. But like game game three, they played like complete and utter garbage, and they had no business winning that game. But Tampa just couldn't close them out. O'Reilly ties it up late, and then they find a way to win in overtime. It's like, well, they should not have won that game. Last night, you came out flat in the first period. You're down a couple in the first, go into the second. They started playing better in the second, and the gap widened. They played better in the second period, right. and Tampa opened the gap up and made it the 4-1 lead. And it was like, well, what are you supposed to do if you play better and now you are losing worse than you were when you were playing like garbage? And then all of a sudden, the third period, that, they just was like... That second period felt like the soccer team 
and I'm, I don't know enough about international soccer or soccer period to know which team this is, but you know, the team that sort of allows you to kind of attack and then just counterattacks you. It, maybe it's a France right. thing, you know what I mean? Where maybe, you know, Nikita Mbappe is just getting, you know, hit with distance passes from, uh, uh, from any of the defensemen there. Um, so it's just hard when I, when I flip that ch- the channel over, it's really hard to make the case that the Leafs are the better team at that point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, a bunch of goals go in and they win, you know, they get the power play in overtime and they, and, and they, you know, find a way to win. I mean, power play goal, you know, isn't exactly sort of, you know, finding a way out of nowhere, but yeah. like, you know what I mean? Obviously the play by Nylander to draw the penalty is, you know, is obviously a nice start to, to that period. And yeah, I mean, part of the reason that we like the Leafs beforehand, the series is like the lightning team that just has a lot of miles on it and and doesn't have a ton of depth relative to the previous seasons that they've had. And so that's kind of the disappointing element when Toronto didn't really, I mean, didn't play well at all in game three. And like you said, came out flat in game one. So maybe this is like a rejuvenator of life here in the first two games. The Leafs are the team that had the 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 um, significant run of play in and actually both games from an expected goal standpoint, obviously giving up a trillion power play goals in the first game was suboptimal um, and their goaltender not being able to make a save, not great either, but you know, like I, I, I hate to say it, but I do expect them to win game five, which of course is why they probably won't. Leaves in five leaves in five. There you yeah. go. <laughs> All my bets are surrounding the idea of the Leafs in five, and I cannot believe we're here somehow. You know what I mean? I like, like, I just, it's, it's shocking. I like this comment. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm just going to take I'm it. I'm going to hug it at Hang on to that for dear Championship life. team, baby. Uh, all right. And uh, final one we'll kind of recap here before we get into some of these games here tonight and, and give out best bets. Um any thoughts on the Winnipeg Vegas series? We're seeing a bunch of guys on Winnipeg going down with injury, and now Vegas has opened this one up to a three-one series lead, winning both in Winnipeg. There is this. Uh, is this just a spot where they're going to be? Uh, Winnipeg is going to be outmatched, Todd. Like down the stretch, they're not going to be able to find a way back into this one, even with the possibility of Connor Hellebuck going nuclear. Yeah, I think they're kind of toast. Uh... Game one, Vegas played like garbage, obviously, but the last three games, uh, their five-on-five numbers are really good, and the Jets' key players are dropping like flies. And their defense especially wasn't like that great to begin with, and now they don't have Morrissey, and that hurts their power play as well. And just like so many different elements of their game are kind of ruined now. So like unless Hellebuck goes absolutely nuts, they're probably probably done. And, And if he wants to, like he could have at some point. You know what I mean? Like we're still waiting for Hellebuck to not even just like go nuclear, but like play well, right? Like, I mean, you know, there's a couple of nice saves in there that are sort of highlight reel type stuff, but you know, we're looking at what the golden Knights converting eight out of 35 high danger chances. He's getting outplayed right now by Laurent Brosson and the jets can't overcome that. And, you know, we all like the jets before this series, not because we necessarily, I mean, maybe some of people like the Jets. Like, I never really liked the Jets. It was really more like, well, we really just don't like the Golden Knights relative yeah. to the price, right? And we thought, okay, the idea of this series kind of being, you know, a coin flip. And it hasn't been that far off from, you know, the case where we got, what, 36 to 35 at even strength, high danger chances, and expected goal share is, you know, pretty close to 50-50, you know, certainly in the low 50s for the Golden Knights. 
So it's kind of playing out the way that we thought it would, where the Jets would be sort of live to, you know, win the series. I have a lot of bets on this series going long. Like I have this being a seven game series. I have the Jets plus one and a half. I can't trust the Jets even before this series, as far as I can throw them to actually bet on them to win the series. But, you know, you, there is an excuse out there. Like, one, obviously, Hellebuck not playing very well. That's, you know, self-inflicted on his part. But Morrissey being out is a really big deal, right? Yeah, like he's missed two games now. Yeah, like, yeah. that's that's a problem going forward. And, and he was out relatively early in that uh, in that game three. So, yeah, they're not. I, I can't imagine them winning three games in a row. I can't imagine even them winning two games in a row, which is a bummer because I was really hoping this was going to go seven. And when the Jets had, what, a one nothing lead in game two with a one nothing series lead, and given how much we all dislike the Golden Knights, I was worried that we weren't going to get to six or seven games because the Jets were going to be the team that actually, you know, won in five games. And then, of course, the Golden Knights turned it on. And so, you know, if this isn't a situation where the Golden Knights have been outplayed at five and five, as, as Todd said, it's actually been quite, quite the opposite. So you give them full credit for the three games in a row that they have won here. And it's kind of hard to imagine the Jets turning this around because I just don't think they have that in them. All right. Well, Let's get to the games here tonight, but uh, before we do that, I want to just let, remind everyone, if you want to track all the picks that we've given out on the show and how we've done throughout the course of the season, you can do so in the BetStamp app. You can find us in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. Pretty good day there yesterday, up uh, 47% ROI, up two units on the day with a three and, four, uh, three and one or three for four on our picks yesterday. Rangers. <laughs> hate to see that. <laughs> that's too bad about yeah. that one <laughs> was this that ranger's yeah. first period yes it really was how dare you yes how dare you, yes. how dare you select them into any point. segment of the game agreed i wrote up the devils for the great readers at the score yeah and you know who's happy those people because they're awesome mm -hmm. no they're probably they're probably mad at me <laughs> well uh, yeah, sorry, Todd. Uh, I mean, I can't control the picks that are made here. I mean, I guess I can. I you can really can. You're literally you can the only it. one who can. <laughs> yeah. Right? You're controlling start times of the show to 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 tweak the uh, the sleep deprivation challenge. I was like, doing a mini golf puppet stream after that. Yeah, that doesn't count. We're <laughs> well, seeing who had sure. to stay up the latest. Not a mini golf stream, as if that's ever a thing. That's the most made up thing I've ever heard in my life, Zach. How dare you? A mini sorry, golf. Guys. Who would? Sorry, who would ever? Guys. <laughs> All right. Anyways, if you want to track these picks and see the bets that I haven't manipulated, you can find it in the BetStamp app in the in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. And just want to remind people that uh, the, we feel like the easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet download the app today and if you are looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework as well as you can click the link in the description to sign up every time you sign up through uh through that page it does help support the show so please make sure to do so but let's look at the games here tonight give out some best bets see what we've got going on let's start with the canes islanders series uh the Carolina Hurricanes up three to one right now, having won the last uh, last game five to two against the Islanders in the island there. And we're looking at this price tonight. Carolina minus one fifty four back at home for game five. Uh, Todd, 
if you look at this one here, minus 154, plus 140, based on the way that the series has kind of played out, what we've seen from either of these teams, would you be interested in playing a money line here tonight? Would you be backing either of these teams? Uh, what do you kind of think of the price to where it's at right now? I like the Islanders. I think the Hurricanes are getting a bit too much credit in the betting market right now. Um, quite honestly, I know they're up 3-1 in the series, but I don't think they've played that well, at least at 5 or 5 The Islanders have more of the chances at 5 or 5 They have more of the expected goals at 5 or 5 They have more of the actual goals at 5 or 5 Basically, Carolina's power play has five goals, and the Islanders have one, and they gave up a shorty. So the, the Hurricanes are basically just winning special teams right now. Um, without Teravina, I think that's going to be a little more difficult. Um, also, this is an elimination game, so... The refs, I think, are going to probably put the whistles away a lot more than they would a normal game. So if the Hurricanes can't... <laughs> what, what is going on right now? Oh, sorry, guys, I'm just on the line with Gare, uh, <laughs> Gary Bettman. I just uh, wanted to know whether the Islanders are going to absolutely get wrenched again tonight um, by the <laughs> officials. He's I just on hold real quick. He's he's going to let me know whether they're just going to get out. I, I thought that was a real phone call for a bit. I thought so, too. <laughs> are, you suggesting, are you suggesting it's not a real phone call? No, yeah. no, um, they are going to get wrenched oh over again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Okay. No. So say hi to yeah. the family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. Um, um, yeah. Uh, the Islanders are playing better at five five. And I think the refs are going to put the whistles away a lot more than they normally would. I also don't think the hurricanes are going to continue scoring on almost 30% of their shots on the power play, considering Sorokin had like a 87 save percentage or something on the PK this year. Um, so at this price, I'm happy. Like Jack Drury's out now too for the Hurricanes. They're just missing so many wingers. I think uh, the Islanders are going to be the better team at Fires Five here. I don't think they're one of those teams that'll get rattled down in a series or whatever. They're a very professional, meat and potatoes, hard hat kind of team, and I think they'll just put in the work and they're going to grind out a nice uh, plus money road win to bring it home here. Put your hard hats on and uh, lace your boots up and get to work. Grab the yep. lunch pail and off you go. Yep. Uh, well, we tracked that one plus 140, by the way. That we is love to see it. Available that we're going to grab here. Um, Matt, what are, you, what are your thoughts here? Obviously, you feel like the I Islanders think... of me knows. But... <laughs> I think I've submitted my thoughts for this game. I'm with Todd. I mean, Todd's right about you know all of it, right? Like, the Islanders have been the better team. You know, like 48-36 and high, even strength high danger chances. It's The element here is that anti-Ranta is doing what the Islanders expected Elias Sorokin to be doing for them, right? Anti-Ranta has been the better goaltender thus far, and that's not what anybody sort of expected when it came to this series. Now, as long as the Islanders are alive, that can turn, right? Sorokin can play that game. We saw, you know, we'll talk about Dallas here, but we saw Jake Ottinger finally start, you know, play a really, really good game, a Jake Ottinger type game. We need Elias Sorokin to play that type of game. And yeah, we need the, the Canes to not keep getting power plays on BS goaltender interference calls and, uh, you know, diving into the boards as if guys are just, you know, on purpose throwing their feet yeah. into the into the boards. Um, or maybe call a high stick in was... time when a guy, <laughs> yeah. when it, you know, in front yeah. of two officials that are capable of calling it. Because last I heard, the, island, the uh, linesman can call a penalty on a high stick. Like, 
it's ridiculous. So yeah, I mean, no, yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to impact the game. They don't, don't want to impact the game. the game. We don't want the officials impacting the game. I love don't impact the game officials guy. Well, like a guy's getting like stabbed in the neck. Like, <laughs> don't want to step in here. Um, so yeah, like I'm you like, guys oh, sorted out. Yeah, you guys, you guys figure it out on the ice with a with a shiv and a and a noose. Um, so no, I, I'm right there with Todd. Like the Islanders have been the better team. They are certainly live to win this game. Um, I'm, I'm right there with them. If you've already got a position on the Islanders, you know, listen, you can go over five and a half games, something along those lines we've talked about, um, in other spaces, um, ride that out. But... Todd, are you calling a penalty? <laughs> no, no, my hand's up. I'm waiting for the teacher to call my name once Matt's done. <laughs> I'm just trying to support Todd here in his bet because if it loses, it's Todd's fault, and if it wins, I'm I'm right there with him. Todd, what's up? I have two special edition Toddy props for this game. Not shot props, penalty minute props. Okay, I can't track these, but I can't track these. I'm just gonna clarify for everyone in chat. I can't. There's no no way I can track these. You can and you will. Yes, Todd will give these out. I can like write them down and tweet them out. Okay. Here we go. New York Islanders under 13 and a half penalty minutes, minus 115. Under 13 and a half. They've gone under every single game. It's an elimination game, so obviously they're not going to be like gooning it up and trying to fight people and stuff. The refs aren't going to call shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, even if they do, that's so many penalties. Like, the Isles could get six minors and you cash your ticket. So, like, I don't know what kind of odds these are. Um, other one, Carolina under 11 and a half penalty minutes. They've gone under in three or four. Three of the four games so far. Um, we know the refs don't like to call penalties on them anyways. And again, same thing. It's an elimination game. I don't think the refs are going to be calling all this little soft garbage. I think they're just going to let them play tonight. The only way I'm concerned about this is if the Islanders somehow are up like 4 nothing in the third. And then the Hurricanes just try and grit it up and be like send a message going into game six. Um, is that a Hurricanes but, thing though? Like I don't feel like... Not really. I was going to say, but they're not yeah. like that like Goonie of a team or anything. Yeah. So, um, okay. Yeah. Under 11 <laughs> and a half PIMS, uh, minus 133 for Carolina and under 13 and a half minus 115 for the Islanders. So th- say the Carolina one again, <laughs> under minus, 11 and a half. Yeah. Under 11 and a half minus 133. Okay. And then the Isles is 13 and a half minus 115. Okay. So, insight makes a good point here i i can track them but they won't show uh, or they won't be verified yeah so we can we can do that uh that is get them in here okay i can do that for you todd i can log those in yes you can <laughs> that's right um all right yeah I'll, I'll lock those in um all right next game also here i did see the comments here earlier jordan livingston haven't been following along but that was some awesome in-game bets last night yes we are we are fired up this morning. Uh, that was nice that Alex B. Smith was in those in on those as well. So I at least had someone else who was like a neutral party, at least rooting for the Leafs based on financial interest in that one. Because then even Moretto was betting on the Leafs. You know that he bet. Wait, on so why was he down bad if he? Because he doesn't. Leafs. He's he's emotionally hedging so that if they win, he at least wins money. That's what he's doing. Yeah, but who cares? Like, it's not even his team. If the Rangers weren't playing the Devils, and I bet on the Rangers, and they won, and I cast a huge ticket, I couldn't give a shit if they're the Rangers. Give me the money. <laughs> no, yeah. he. That's not. That's not how he's operating there. That's how he's. What he's he deep. He's deep into My his man's convictions. Is wild. He's deep into his convictions emotionally. Um, Todd. Don't also worry, that goes away over time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. 
question in the chat uh, from Daniel H. Where where do you find Pim's betting? Never seen it. Do you know if there's more than one book? I know that there's one that's available in Canada. I've been betting them as some occasionally as well. But uh, there is one book one. that I'll let you say the name of it. It's it has the same colors as the Edgework Show. That's the, yeah, the in Canada. Yeah. 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 I don't know uh, about any other ones. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was just gonna ask. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think we can say it. Botano is the one that has it. You can say it. You can say it. You can say. I can't. Oh yeah. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of it. Yeah, Botano. Um, but yeah, look around, see if there's any others. I'll look and see if I can find, and then send uh send some stuff out. But yeah, that's where we can find that. Um, okay, next game, Minnesota Wild on the road taking on the Dallas Stars. Minnesota have found a way to tie this one up two two, uh, or keep this one two two here. Now, as we look at the Dallas Stars, uh, evening that up three to two in the last game, Minnesota had taken a lead and talk about hose jobs. Uh, I've seen a lot of people from Minnesota online complaining about the officiating saying that that one was handed back to the Dallas Stars in the last game. Now we look at this one, Dallas at home minus one thirty nine. I think they do have a bit of the goaltending edge here in Jake Ottinger, but Matt, you look at the combination of refs on the side of the stars and Jake Ottinger, and uh, well, is this price enough here? Like this should be like minus three hundred with uh, with the fact that the Wilds have to beat two teams on the ice. What's looking the, out first. Sorry, go on. What's the state of <laughs> hockey's beef with the officiating that that uh, Marcus Foligno's running around like a craven lunatic and getting penalties for it? Like. So what's the complaint exactly? That was Meanwhile, the same we've got... take that Alex B had yesterday morning as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Because yeah, I'm sorry. That's what people with brains and two eyes would, would you know, are the type of take that they would have. Um, so yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I get it. You lose the game and you have to blame the officials. I understand that. But like when you look around at some of these other games, which again, I guess you know they don't get the other games in uh, in Minnesota, but like the Islanders are getting speed bagged. We're getting all kinds of wacky goal yeah. calls on whistles, you know, at bear in various uh, series. We had basically essentially the exact same play happened in Tampa Bay that we did mm -hmm. in Florida the very next day. And somehow one was a goal and one wasn't right. So like, okay. So I'm sorry, Marcus Foligno, who's do helicopter, you know, he's Bart Simpson swinging his arms around. And if Lisa Simpson walks in the way, then like it's Lisa's fault. Like, I don't think that's how this works, Marcus. Um, okay. As <laughs> relative to the series, Jake Onger <laughs> is theoretically the better goaltender, but like not this series because Philip, yeah. Philip Gustafson is awesome. And we all liked the Stars before the series, and we had various reasons for that. One of my reasons was if the Wild are going to play Marc-Andre Fleury as they sort of promised that they were going to or, or said that they were going to, then the Wild are getting a free game. Not 100% necessarily, but something probably closer to 80 75%. Something not reflected in the odds. Sure enough, he plays the second game. I don't know if the stars are going to win that game regardless. You know, we'll, we'll obviously never know until we figure out how to do this whole alternative universe thing. <laughs> Who knows? Problem is, unless Ottinger keeps this play up, the Wilds have played pretty much equally to Dallas. Now, in some cases, that's the first couple of periods of game one after the game got out of hand in game two. So it's a bit cosmetic here. And yeah, obviously having you know home ice advantage in game three and four, the Wild are going to play a little bit better in those instances but this series overall has been largely a coin flip i got like basically 50 50 when it comes to even strength play whether it's expected goals or high danger chances so as somebody who has you know a pretty significant position on the stars but has already gotten out you know you know gotten what i wanted to from that with the mark andre Fleury start 
Obviously, Mark Andre Fleury is not coming anywhere near this series the rest of the way. I'm a little bit concerned. Now I'm sitting on this position, so I'm going to ride that out. But at minus 150 tonight, like I don't really want anything to do with that. See, we're already down to minus 140. Last I looked, it was minus 150, and so people are already betting on the uh, uh, betting on the wild here. And so this is where I'm just kind of clinging to my stars position, hoping Jake Ottinger plays the way that he did in Game Four because Philip Gustafson has played that way in all of the games that he's been able to play in this series. So right. yeah, this is uh this is uh speaking of a Simpsons reference, this is the Homer Simpson back into the hedge here and keep my fingers crossed for the stars. Cause if we can get the stars home and the Leafs home, we'll be happy with the first round, no matter what happens the rest of in the other six series. Todd, is there anything for you here tonight in this game? Uh, if Joe Pavelski plays, I would probably consider the stars at this price, but otherwise I'm just going to, Pray to my Miro Heiskanen shrine and hope that the Stars win because I have um, a lot of Stars series prices. I'm on that big time, so hopefully. Yeah. Like mine. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Final game that we'll look at here tonight. Matt, I'll start with you. I'm just just going to not even give this one too much of a lead-in. 2-2, heading back to Edmonton. Plus 192 for the LA Kings. Oh, geez. Talk to me, Matt. What's going on in this game for you? You know I'm the guy. Well, the text messages are flying. The we are all Oilers. So money has just got a flag going. You know, I'm the one sitting back there going like, yeah, I like the Kings. Yeah, yeah. I like the Kings. And it looked great at 3 nothing. It looked great as Arvidsson was steaming in for, you know, a potential 5-3 goal. And then it all went badly. And so, you know, listen, I, we're hoping for a game seven. <laughs> Maybe nice. that we're hoping, we're hoping for, for Todd to, to get his life figured out over there. Um, so that I can, so I can get my uh, thought process <laughs> back to normal. I don't know how you look at both these teams and you go, yeah, like any, any. Hi, uh, yes, Gary. <laughs> Gary's online. What's Gary, what's Gary got? What's Gary got for us. Uh, is uh, yeah, I think I don't know. I, I, honestly, uh, we haven't talked about you know the three of us haven't talked about the high stick. I'm on the Kings. I thought the guy touched the puck with the stick. Like I don't know what people are looking at when they don't really know if uh, you know this that or whatever. Like that seemed pretty oh. obvious to me. Not right. to just totally de- derail the whole thing, but you guys brought up Gary Bettman. I don't know what's going on. That felt like the NHL offices just kind of wanted to go to bed. It feels like they don't have a sleep deprivation challenge where they're taking a sick pride in whenever they have to be up early yeah, the next day. To stay up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, listen again. I'm already in on the Kings. We got some series prices at at, at way better than plus two hundred. We've got the uh, plus one and a half games at better than even money. Just riding that out. A lot of these stuff, honestly, a lot of this stuff at this point is riding out series positions that I've been building, obviously, before the series started and yeah. in series. Like, there isn't really much reason to, like, add on money line prices, whether it's minus 150 on the stars. Todd, I'm going to keep talking as long as you're moving your hand. If you think I can, if you think I'm capable of, you know, if you don't think I'm capable of uh, filibustering here for the next three hours, you're sadly mistaken. Um, <laughs> three hours? Oh, my God. But, I, I have to go. I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave the studio. <laughs> No, uh, play it if you have no position on the Kings. Otherwise, if you have a position on the Kings, let's just keep our fingers crossed and, uh, you know, try not to see that goal, that overtime goal in our nightmares from Sunday night. Todd, do you have anything to say? Yes. Todd, you got anything to say? About I, I hate the LA Kings with a passion because <laughs> oh in game three, in game three, those pricks 
I had <laughs> I had a forty-one to one same game parlay. I needed oh, one yeah. more Stewart Skinner save, and I didn't even watch the start of OT. I went and shaved my face at like one ten in the morning because I didn't want to watch because I knew I needed I didn't want to see I needed that's I need purely I needed iconic behavior Todd I needed four Skinner saves and I didn't want to watch because I was worried he wasn't going to get them so I shaved first the game so was how still is that going. the King's fault man no no but the game was still maybe, going so maybe I was like, your boy yes. Stu Skinner could mix in a save once in a while I was like maybe he got there and I walked into the room he was one short and I was like okay just need one save here immediately the Kings score. That is so, pretty rough. I'll be honest with you. That is yeah. That is a tough scene. I, what, what, what? <laughs> I was killing time because I didn't want to watch because I don't. I don't want to stress and, watch. And and face shaving is the thing at one fifteen. Yes. yes. Like... I, I had to shave. I was like, I'm doing it now. Killing time. Get out of the way. I mean, I respect I, the efficiency. Uh... <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you gotta make the most of your time, folks. I guess. I guess. Uh, thoughts on the high stick. Um, I didn't see it in real time. I watched the highlight back where it's like the super zoomed in slow-mo. And the first like few times I was like, I don't really see like puck change direction too much to be like distinguishably uh, um, high stick. But then I read a comment and somebody said, look at the toe of his stick. It moves the other way. And then that changed it for me. And I was like, yeah, this was a high stick. When the puck goes up, I don't think that the puck changed too much direction or like I don't even know want to get into like physics too much here, but like the flipping motion of it coming yeah. back down, I don't think it changed drastically, like enough for the NHL to say, yeah, okay, that's a high stick of the puck moving. But if you do watch his stick, his stick goes like that when the puck comes. And I thought it literally stopped down. the puck from going in the direction that it was going. And then, and while it didn't change noticeably yeah. the, the access or the centrifugal force or the, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, Newton's law or the Bernoulli's principle, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I thought it was pretty obvious. Again, I was on the Kings, so I was stoked that they were like, goal. I was like, okay, uh, one, yeah. goal. B, I get to go to bed. And that was, you know, enough for me. But uh, yes. I would have taken We were on the Kings trip. on that day as well here on okay. the Antwerp show. So, yes. Welcome. Uh, Welcome aboard. Yes. Yes. Even if we, briefly. We were, all, we were all Kings that day. <laughs> Other than so many who was cursing us in the chat, saying, what the hell? Because he was Moretto on Friday. He's like, what are you, <laughs> Moretto? Like, what the hell are you doing? Can but, uh, He's yeah, going vogue. Is, is so, if so, so money, if so money's on the chat, is he laying these prices with the Oilers on a game to game basis, or is this an all all a futures position? I, hope I, I don't, I don't think he's doing. So money, type us in. at game to game, yeah. Type but in. if you are there, let us know. So money. Are you uh, laying minus two ten or whatever it is tonight on the on the Oilers? <laughs> I hope well, because I know that a game th- one sicko move even more than Todd shaving in the middle of the night. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy talk. Because <laughs> uh, I know that game one, he was at minus 220 or something like that. And he was like, yeah, I'm not playing it at this price. Um, but okay. all right. So no no best bet in that one in terms of uh, game money line. Nothing there. All no. right. I do have a question for you before we get to Toddy Props. Um, I, don't, I haven't seen any announcement on what's going to happen tonight. So if there is, then feel free to tell me to wake up and get on this. But... Do you want me to call Gold Gary? Tending. Stuart Skinner, p- please do, because I need to. Oh, maybe if you have Jay Woodcroft's number, you could help us out here. Yeah. But Jack Campbell, Stuart Skinner, who do you start, and what is the justification for who goes in net tonight? And Chad, Skinner. let us know in net Skinner. if who you start. 
Skinner because Campbell sucks, and I don't care how last game went. He sucks. I'll tell you what. Okay, That's a fair. couple of a couple of things. One, Todd mentioned. You know, going back to the Kraken and the Avalanche, right? Todd mentioned that if Cam McCarr gets suspended, you'd bet on the Kraken. But like, if we're already kind of on the fence about that game, as far as from a value standpoint, like I might bet the Kraken, and then even if he doesn't get suspended, it's like I still think that's an okay bet. And if it and if he does get suspended, it's an awesome bet. Yeah, Same sure. thing with the Kings. Like if yeah. if I'm betting on the Kings yeah. at this price, wake up, Zach. Nothing important happened last night. Um, <laughs> if I'm betting the Kings now, and they tell me that Jack Campbell is going to start this game, I'm delighted to have you know close to plus two hundred. And know? also. Because also, I don't think I don't think Skinner got pulled because Skinner stunk or he no. stinks. And you know they talked about how like you know there was a really interesting conversation in in the first intermission. But like I think they just did that to kind of wake the team up that whole move, right? And so I don't think you can blame Skinner for that game. And so I think they go back to Skinner because like Jack Campbell made that save on Arvidsson, but like there was a lot of sketchy saves before yeah. that. There was a Sweaty. lot of shaky stuff. So I would love it as a Kings backer that if Jack Campbell played in this game. Yeah. Yeah. My thought was too, as well, you, you go back to Skinner here because at this point he's proven to be your number one guy. Campbell is proven to not be trustworthy. And then the other thing of this is the mental fragility of Campbell here. In, in this situation of like we've seen what happened with him when he was with Toronto we've seen what happened with him throughout this regular season with Edmonton and you don't really know how Skinner's going to react in a spot where maybe he has to be the guy who's now thrown into a playoffs uh, playoff game as the backup guy so if you start Campbell and he gets absolutely rocked in the first period a he's probably done for the playoffs like his mentals like that's it he's gone and now you're strictly on skinner and you don't know how this kid's gonna react getting thrown into a game in that situation not necessarily like he gets in there and gets blown out or anything but what if he comes in and he's not he's not ready to go and be the guy to kind of backstop things in a playoff game and and then he has a tough go of it for the last two periods and now you've just ruin both of your goalies in the span of one game i think you go skinner if you have to go back to campbell then you have him sitting there to come out and uh and take over for the rest of the game but he's do not we, the guy that you lead lead with do we think that if uh if campbell gets announced as in that this uh money line changes significantly yes yes yeah. yes big okay. time big time yeah. like like way down like plus 140 plus like that kind of craziness maybe lower oh, wow yeah and i'd be the firing on like fiala point Velarde point kempe point fucking me get a point maybe Everyone devin taves <laughs> devin taves <laughs> might get a point everybody's getting a point so they get 60 minutes against jack gamble yeah it's uh it's point night if that happens potentially uh Braden right. point would probably yeah. get a point he's taking warm-ups i hear points and there's a point in warm-ups yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, to close this one out, um, Toddy Props, what do you got for us aside from the uh, penalty minutes? I have five shot props, Holy which smokes. is my right. highest of highest of the playoffs so far, even though we have three games. So <laughs> I have Miro Heiskin in uh, over two and a half shots. I got minus 108. I'm not sure what the best available price is right now. Um, playoffs included, he's hitting 27 to 41 home games, which is a 66% hit rate. Uh, he averages 1.3 more attempts at home than on the road. Uh, he hit in game one and game two at home against uh, Minnesota. Um, last night, I believe it was, or last game, sorry, um, 
there was a few times Heiskanen was at two shots and then they just kept taking one away and then he'd get another shot to get to two and then they'd take one away. And like Minnesota's scorekeeping is kind of ridiculous for shot clocks. Like they, they are very uh, not generous. So I think Heiskanen back at home in Dallas. Yeah. Stingy. Stingy so, they're extremely stingy. Well, they've never seen a game outside of Minnesota, so I can understand why. <laughs> you can you could have somebody at like five shots on over two and a half, and you can't be comfortable to hit because they're just going to keep pulling them away. Like, so anyways, Heiskin at home, um, he's much better at home, and their tracking system is actually functional. So I like him there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Adrian Kempe over three and a half shots against the Oilers. He's hitting three or four this thus far. He has 39 attempts uh, through four games, so almost kind of game. He's tied with McKinnon for the playoff lead in that regard. Um, last game was the only one he didn't hit. Uh, he had seven shot attempts. Uh, he hit, th- hit the net three times, so if he didn't miss the net four times, he would have hit. Um, he also only had two minutes of power play time that game, whereas the first three games he had four plus in all of them. So if you think that the Oilers are going to get more than one or two penalties this game, um, he should get a boost in that way as well. Um, Evan Bouchard over two and a half shots I played at minus 105 he has at least seven shot attempts in every game this series so he can literally miss the net half or more than half and still hit uh, he's quarterback in the top power play they're feeding him a bunch of one timers a bunch of slappers he's teeing off uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I like Evan Bouchard um, Brock Nelson over two and a half I got plus 120 uh he i believe has at least six attempts in every game this series uh he's a big net front guy so his shots are coming from close so he has a higher chance of actually hitting the net on his attempts than like your average player like kempe for example let's say he's posted up on the wall ripping them from range whereas nelson's taking shots from like five feet away uh it's an elimination game from the islanders uh so i think he'll be getting a lot of run he's one of the main guys who can score which has obviously been an issue for them uh, and then I have Brent Burns over three and a half. Um, he is hitting three or four of the series. He had at least eight attempts in both home games. Uh, if you go to props.cash and filter uh, his season data, when he has at least eight attempts, he has hit in 81% of his games, 21 of 26 when he has at least eight attempts. Um, if he has at least seven attempts, he's at 65%. And he's getting to that number consistently in the series. Obviously, Carolina's missing 400 forwards, so they're going to keep relying on Burns to shoot the puck and generate offense. So I like that as well at plus money. All right. That is uh, your five shots on goal props for tonight. Five. Five. And (laughs) two penalty minute props. I was going to say, not including the penalty minute props. Yeah, I know. I'm firing out eight bets on a three-game slate. You're not going to get the same else. And the Wednesday, the pre if Makar gets injured. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Used to getting him, him getting injured. Uh, if McCarr gets suspended, <laughs> that's electric. An injury counts too. If he randomly just gets injured in the hotel or something, you never know. Sure. Todd, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. There was one game on a Friday, and me and Rob came on to do the show. And Rob's like, "Well, I think it was one or two games." And Rob's like, "Well, with like a minimal game tonight, we have minimal bets." And someone comes in the chat and said, "Todd would have ten shots on goal." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love that. <laughs> all right well to recap all the picks that we have here um we'll look at all the verified ones and then i'll remind people of the ones that oh uh did you know did you guys know this careful with this uh they don't count ot on a certain book shots on goal on fan yes i didn't know that it says yeah. 60 minute line like when you go to pick it you right, somewhere so else 
be careful. Be careful when going to do this. Uh, but to recap all the picks, I'll give all the ones that are verified and tracked down here right now, and then uh, the other ones you can't have them verified. Uh, but I will remind people of the penalty minute props that Todd has here tonight. So looking at these <laughs> inside handing out baseball bets here. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, I gotta wrap this up. This is getting Dinger ridiculous. Dinger Tuesday is taking the ticket yeah. to turn for the worst. <laughs> yeah, it really um, has. Right. Picks for t- picks for tonight. Let's start with these. Do we have any NFL wanna... draft props? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. All right. Start with Brent Burns over three and a half shots on goal plus one hundred five, and these are all full unit. By the way, it's everyone out there. So every single one of these bets full unit. Brent Burns over three and a half shots on goal plus one hundred five. We also have Brock Nelson over two and a half shots on goal plus 120. I'm just not looking at you guys. Brock Nelson over two and a half shots on goal plus 120. And final bet in the Islanders Hurricanes oh, game, we have the Islanders money line plus 140. So the what price? Islanders money line plus 140. Thank Islanders you. Money line plus 140. Uh, B15. B. Brock Nelson. Bingo. <laughs> Over two and a half shots on goal, plus 120. And Brent Burns, over three and a half shots on goal. That's three times now. Jeez. You're reading them three times. One for every shot. There you go. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, here you go. Here's a mess for you. So Daniel Daniel H. says he's got NASCAR for us. Jordan Mosel saying Max Versailles and fastest lap. <laughs> Just fire the all the bets that you have, that even non-NHL related, in the chat there. Um, all right, Dallas Minnesota game. We only have one bet here, and it's the Miro Heiskin and over two and a half shots on goal minus one ten. So uh, Dallas Minnesota, the only one. <laughs> <Kyle> Bush, <laughs> Dallas Minnesota, the only bet we have here. Miro Heiskin and over two and a half shots on goal minus one ten. Then in the L.A. Kings Edmonton Oilers game, two bets, two shots on goal bets. Uh, Evan Bouchard over two and a half. Minus 108 and Adrian Kempe over three and a half shots on goal, minus 114. So, uh, Evan Bouchard over two and a half shots on goal, minus 108, boys. And Adrian Kempe over three and a half shots on goal, minus 114. And then the non verified picks, if you have access to them, you can find them on your books. Islanders under 13 and a half penalty minutes. <laughs> what a ridiculous minus, number. <laughs> minus one, 115. <laughs> They can take six minors and they're still it. <laughs> and Carolina under eleven and a half penalty minutes, minus one thirty, minus one thirty three. Uh, those are your uh, uh, non verified penalty minute bets for tonight. They're verified uh, to me. Well, I did pull them. That's up what the money's for. I saw them. Yeah. The money is the verification. I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, here you go, Todd. Here's a bet for you. Bijan Robinson T five plus ninety five hundred. Uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> ridiculous show here today. Appreciate everyone who tuned in. We are all devils. We are we all thieves. And tonight on this show, we are all Islanders. So go Islanders. Go Leaves. Go, go, go Devils. We all be kings. We can go, all be kings. Go Dallas Stars series price. Um, go Max Verstappen fastest lap. We're definitely all stars. John Robinson that. top five. Go over six and a half Red Bulls consumed. Kyle Bush outright. Oh yeah, Todd also. Oh baby. Let's go. Nice. Is that the watermelon one? Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. Those are good. Especially in the summer. 
start mixing them with some drinks they go down nice i'll tell you there you go so i got into the i got into the spirit matt we'll have to get you some of those uh for next week's show after we have yet another one of the latest shows of all the shows listen of the week, if so. it if it results in me shaving my face in the middle of the night i don't want anything <laughs> to do with it all right just hard pass on whatever beverages you guys got going on over there i'm i'm fine i'm fine accidentally right. missing the key point of the leafs entire franchise because jimmy butler <laughs> no no that was uh that was very very important that was uh that was exercising the demons boys that's what that was this is the final test three to one get it done because you had the four one collapse the other way okay you've done your own now you had a three one series lead over the habs you collapse that one you've got it here again against a much better team can you hold on can you get through this one just give me Leafs in five. Get, get 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 it done. Get out of here. So that's all I'm asking for. But thank you to everyone here, who tuned here. in here today. Hit that like button. Hit subscribe here on the channel if you haven't already. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the picks that we have today as well. You can tweet at us when these bets win and when Todd's penalty minute bets cash. Uh, 13 and a half on the Islanders minus 115. The regular so. season line seven and a half. I don't know why they're expecting them to double their pims in an elimination game, but. I don't, I couldn't tell you. But Gary didn't say anything it. about it. Yeah. Well, this is gonna be a line ball off the opening face-off. Yeah. Three fights. Both teams dead. Right off. Done. The <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys for taking time to do this today. I know back-to-back weeks of having to stay up late and get up for the show. So I uh, appreciate you guys, Warriors, battling through this. But to you guys, thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you back here next week. And to everyone in the chats, appreciate you taking the time. Make sure to like. Make sure to subscribe. We'll see you all back here tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Good luck on your bets tonight.